What's good, everybody? If you're listening in for the first time... Hi, I'm Em. I'm Tima, and welcome to Bed Buds. Where we explore and react to the wildest stories from our friends and the internet. Yeah, we do. We're really excited to be here again. Uh, last week was our first episode. This is our second Thank you so much to everyone who listened. Um, It honestly means so much that y'all listened and liked what you heard, hopefully. Strangers Um, listen to us. That's actually crazy. That's crazy. Hello, old us. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded a little... A little spooky? A little spooky, a little little ghosty. spooky, spooky. (laughs) Well, I think next week we're going to do like full on Halloween, like ghosts and mysteries but uh this week we're gonna do a little bit of like mystery light not ghost stories but maybe some ghosting um and honestly just cover some pretty unhinged behavior so do you want to get into it yeah let's do it heck what do you got for me uh well this is a personal favorite story of mine it's actually one i've heard Told in person. This is coming from a friend of mine. She told me this story like a couple months ago. And when I told her that we were doing the podcast, she was like, I have to send you my poop maps story. Uh, <laughs> you heard of poop maps? Nar. Okay. Nar. <laughs> um, so it's this like social media app where you mark everywhere that you poop on a map. And your friends who are also on the app with you can, like, see all the dumps you've taken and where you've taken them. Okay. Sounds weird, but, like, I actually know multiple people who've used it. Like, you're going on summer va- vacation, you're going on, like, a road trip, your friend is in Europe, and you're like, who's pooped in more countries this summer? You know? It's incredible. Okay. I have not done no, it, I, but I would. And I know some very good people who've done it, so we're not going to judge. All right. Um, but yes, this is my I'm friend. I'm going to judge. I'm going to judge. That's what I'm here for. This is the Poop Map story. So, I used to have this app called Poop Maps. Essentially, it's a social media app, and every time you poop, you drop a pin, and you can take a picture of yourself and then add a fun little caption kind of describing what just happened, and you can even give it a star rating. My friends and I all lived in different places, and this was like our social media app that we used to stay in touch with each other. In the app, you can even create leagues and stuff so you compete against each other based on who dropped more. You know the drill. So I thought that my account was private and that I only had my five super close friends on this app. But then I got a new follower. The follower's name was Jenny Big Deuce, and she was commenting on all of my drops. Because, listen, I had some fun, witty sayings on all of the captions, and she would comment on every single one of them, being like, oh my god, girl, you're so funny, we should be friends in real life. And I have IBS, so there was a lot happening every single day. I was unwell gastrointestinally. She'd comment things like, I'm literally a nurse, I can help you with this. Then she would drop her Snapchat, and she'd be like, follow me on Snap, let's talk, let's be friends, you're so funny. And I was like... Okay, I have a fan now. How fun. So after this, I made my account private, but I kind of let Jenny stay on my followers because I thought she was funny and it was kind of fun to have a fan. Well, this is where things started to get a little bit weird. She started telling me things like, I'll pay money to see pictures of your poop. She's like, send me pics. I'll pay money. And I was like, 
uh, that's getting kind of sketchy. No. And then she would keep contacting me on the app being like, if you snap me, I'll pay you this much per Snapchat. Like, let's just snap all the time. I'll pay you money. And mind you, normally I'd be like, hell yeah, a business venture. But since on this app, you drop a pin when you poop, she knows where I live. She knows where I work. She knows where my family lives, where my friends live. She knows everywhere that I go. So I was pretty skeeved out at this point, so I decided to block her on the app. All was fine until maybe two months after I blocked her. I got a text and it said, hey, is this Ruby? Now mind you, I had a username on Poop Maps. She didn't know my real name. My handle on Poop Maps was Poopy Stevens. So I guess it wasn't that hard to figure out that I'm Ruby Stevens, but whatever. She was like, hey, is this Ruby? And I was like, who is this? And she goes, it's Jenny, LOL, Jenny Big Deuce. And then she started once again offering me money to send her pictures of my poop. And I was like, okay, that's creepy because my phone number wasn't connected to the account at all. So she had to go out and somehow find my number, which I guess isn't even that hard to do given all the information she had about me. So I quickly blocked her because that's weird and I don't love that. About a month goes by and I get another text from another unknown number. And this girl, Jenny, changed her number. I don't know if she actually changed her number or if she just got a Google number, but lo and behold, she got another phone number and got a hold of me again and was like, hey, is this Ruby? Hey, this is Jenny, LOL, add me on Snap. Finally, it happens one more time where I get another text from another unknown number. This is number three now. Three phone numbers have contacted me being Jenny Big Deuce and I have blocked them all. <laughs> then, you know how the Be Real app goes into your contacts and pulls out people who have accounts on your contacts? Well, it pulled out Jenny Big Deuce. And um, turns out Jenny is not Jenny. Jenny was lying about who she was. Probably not a shock to anybody, but Be Real showed me the real name. It was Jonathan Richards. So it was just some dude from who knows where. I looked up the phone number and it said that they were from Indiana. So Jonathan Richards catfished me on Poop Maps. And honestly, I was low-key sad. I'm not gonna lie to you. The worst part of this for me was that Jenny was so supportive. She really seemed like a girl's girl on the app. And I was disappointed to find out that she had lied to me. Um, but yeah, she knows where I live and where I work and everything about me. So that does still worry me to this day. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my god. All right. I've never seen so, you speechless before. I know. Dude, okay, so because you've talked about poop maps so much, now it's like normalized in my yeah. brain. So I understand how it's normalized oh, for you. Okay, yeah. there's that. Not that judgmental still anymore. still came off judgmental, so... <laughs> It's just my vibe. What can I say? Um, yeah, I'm disappointed that Jenny is not a woman. But also, I saw that coming. Yeah. It was the, I'll pay for your poop for me. LOL. <laughs> yeah. it, it was the constantly texting her yeah. for me. <laughs> Three different times, you know? Um, I don't want to make generalizations, but... No woman I have ever met is that persistent when someone says no. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's usually like a male thing. This actually reminds me of this one guy I met in Greece. Uh huh. Are you ready for this? I don't know. So we had two dates. It was fun. Okay. It was chill. We ended it by saying, "Hey, we're gonna be friends. You're still on my Insta. If you ever want to come to Cali, you can stay with me. If I come back here, I'll stay with you." That was like our deal. And then maybe. Two weeks ago, he messages me, trying to flirt with me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, we're so far away. It's okay if we flirt. And at this point, I was already talking to so many guys. I didn't need to flirt with this dude. I didn't care about him at all. All right? So I was like, no, I don't need that. Sorry. Um, I don't flirt with my friends like that. Mm -hmm. And then he he was so pushy. And I was like, no, I don't do Mm -hmm. that. Then he was like, all right, can you do me a favor? And then I asked him, okay. What is this favor? Can you paint your nails and send me foot pics? Which is fine. You know, did someone you say, asking that is fine. Did you say how much? I said, you're my friend. I'm not going to do that. Girl, that's sorry. money. I understand. But some things are more <laughs> important than money. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, we're friends. That's a little weird for me. Mm-hmm. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. And then he just kept going. He's like, you can like stick your feet outside a window in a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, he just kept going. And I was like, wait, I already, t- I already said no. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. He kept going after he saw that. He's like, I'm not asking for like nude pictures or anything. I'm just asking for your foot pictures. Okay. Okay. Brief pause. You are asking for nudes, though. Like, are, are those considered nudes? No, but like, mm. it's not a nude to me, right? Like, uh. I don't send you a foot pic and think it's the same thing as a nude pic. But you are seeing my foot pic and getting aroused oh. by my foot pic as if it were a nude. Okay. So, like, it kind of, I mean, you're looking at my foot and being like, mm. I see. So. I see. Okay, I didn't think about it that way yeah. at all. But I was just not into it. Like, yeah. I if it was like a stranger on the internet paying me for foot pictures, all the comments, all the comments <laughs> are gonna be like, "Let the dogs out." <laughs> Let them out. Um, I do have really nice feet. I just gotta say ooh, that they smexy. They have that curvature. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never looked for that. You've You've never foot. looked. Okay. No. I also have oh. flat feet, so I don't, maybe I don't know <laughs> you also... about the curvature. <laughs> this guy really wanted my... He said he said that when he saw me in person, he really loved my feet. No, I hate that. Canceled. Done. And I was like, damn, this dude was checking out my feet oh. the whole time. That's interesting. Um, oh. But anyway, said no multiple times. He kept going. I blocked him. Mm-hmm. Then he messages me on Messenger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just wanted one picture. Like, you didn't have to block me. Blocked him on Facebook. Then he makes another account yeah. to DM me on Instagram. Being like, yeah. hey, I love your foot picture. As if I, as if I wasn't going to figure out that it was him, you know? That's so, so that was, scary because you, like, met this person. I went on I think you went on dates, dates with, him. with this dude, you know? And, like, I trusted him enough to get in his car, let him drive me two hours away from oh, was where that I was. Guy? <laughs> Wait, which guy? 
How many guys? Oh, there were so many guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even ask. I love that. <laughs> Lost count. No. Um, different guy. That guy was, he was super cool. He okay. was chill. This cool. one, no. Good job, that guy. You know But that are. other guy, bad job, if either of you guys are watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not. I mm, try to keep him away. Well, but... the dogs are covered if you are watching. Yeah, so yeah, apologies. it's for you. I did this for you. I'm insecure <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm, I'm hiding my treasures real well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, Jenny Big Deuce thoughts. <laughs> Poopy Stevens thoughts. <laughs> oh shit. Um. I love Stevens. I totally understand wanting your friends to know where you pooped. I think that's very yeah. intimate and special. Uh, Jenny? I mean, if she was actually Jenny, we can right? We can get away with that. But Jonathan? Okay, so my thing with Jonathan, right, is the fact that, like, so this Jenny Big Deuce account, he made that account for what? Ruby is not the only person that he's done this to. Right. Like, he had... Jenny Big Deuce waiting. Mm. And he is just looking all up and down on poop maps, trying to find anyone who didn't private their poops. And he's like, oh, a public poop. Send Jenny in. You know why? Because it's easier presenting to someone as a woman. But I'm saying like he went, he got like that, he was that into the, into the game, you know? It just yeah. hurts. I think that the part that hurts the most is that Ruby has IBS. And Jenny was like, I'm a nurse. I can help you with your problems. Like, yeah. that feels very predatory. That's a little <laughs> weird. I think if I was Ruby, I would be like, ooh, maybe we need to backtrack a bit yeah. at that point. Oh, but Ruby just wanted help. Yeah, no. She was gastrointestinally you know unwell. What? I understand. I get it. And you know what? Hot girls have IBS. Hot girls do have IBS. Also, going to the hospital is expensive. So yeah, if you have a little nurse friend that you can get some info out of, yeah, why not? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like Jenny really took advantage of Ruby here. Yeah. But that's scary. And the fact that she has reached out to you three times and he. still knows, right, <laughs> Jonathan. and still knows where you live, still mm-hmm. knows where your friends live, still knows where you work, like, it's a good thing he's in Indiana. Like, yeah. Hopefully he's just kind of so moved scary. on to his next victim or whatever, which is not, I mean, obviously, not, <laughs> that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I'm just saying it keeps Ruby out of the clear. Yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stay safe, Ruby. Poop yeah. responsibly. Yeah. Oh. No more, no more strange followers. Only friends. Okay. Yeah. Private poops yeah. only. That is yeah. the lesson that we want yeah. you to take away from this. Mm-hmm. I love that story. <laughs> it was really good. I, I loved it. I loved it. Wanna give us our next story, Tima? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Okay, so this next one is from Cora. Cora. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. I live every day with the real possibility that everything I think I know is wrong. I'm a 42-year-old man. About 10 years ago, I woke up one morning in an unfamiliar bed in an unfamiliar room. Sleeping next to me was an unfamiliar woman. Feeling very anxious and confused, I got out of bed and began looking through the house. I couldn't find anything I recognized. I went outside, had a look around, 
and saw that I was in a typical suburban neighborhood, but not one that I remembered or could identify. My first question was, where am I? And my second question was, how did I get here? I had gotten in bed and fallen asleep the night before as usual. I'd come home to my apartment after a typical day's work in an architecture firm where I was a designer. My wife and two kids were away visiting her parents, so there wasn't much to do. And that was the only halfway unusual thing I can remember about that evening. I made some dinner, wrote some emails, read for a while, and went to bed early. When I woke up, I found myself in a completely new and different life. For several days, I was in a state of real panic. I thought I must be dreaming or delusional, but it didn't feel like a dream or delusion. And I never woke up. I spent a lot of time questioning my new wife about our past, but nothing she said made me remember anything about it. There were many doctors, tests, brain scans, etc., but no one could find anything wrong. Gradually, though, I began to settle down. It seemed that I was a lawyer, and during my medical leave, I studied old case files and eventually got to the point where I was able to return to work. Although I had no memory of specifics, I found that I knew the law. Yet, I still had all my design skills and knowledge from my previous life, and I got to know my new children and my new friends. The thing is, my previous life was and still is intensely vivid to me. I loved my previous wife intensely, and the same goes for my previous children, parents, brother and sister, and close friends. I miss them and I worry about them, and I wonder where they are and what they're doing. It's impossible for me to believe that the life I led until that morning when I woke up in a different world wasn't real. And it's also impossible for me to completely convince myself that my current life is real. So far as I'm concerned, I could wake up tomorrow morning and find myself in a third life or return to the first. I've concluded that I can't make sense out of what happened. So most of the time I try not to think about it, but that's not really possible. I just have to live with the feeling that the world I think is mine may not be. Ooh, that's so scary. Yeah, so first of all, how do you feel about the authenticity of this story? Because I think from the majority of the comments that I read, people were doubting that. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I mean, okay, here's the thing, right? And... I think we're going to get into this more on the next episode, but like, I've had a ghost experience. I did not used to believe in ghosts. Every time I, someone told me a ghost story, like I listened, I was polite and never was like, liar, but like in my head, like, okay, like, okay, that's cute, you know? Yeah. And then I had a ghost experience. I can never say that ghosts are not real. And I don't tell those stories often, but when I do tell them, I always have the feeling in my mind of like yo, this person doesn't believe me. This person straight up does not believe me. Like, they're literally looking me in the face like I used to and being like, you're lying or you're delusional or you're making this up. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, it sounds fake, but also maybe give them the benefit of the doubt because that's crazy. So that's a good point. Mm. I'm going to go into the update. And then we can talk more about it because okay. I think it clarifies a bit more. So this is the update. I can understand why people are skeptical about my experience. I would be skeptical about a story like this mm -hmm. too if I hadn't experienced it for myself. With regard to seeing a psychiatrist, although I didn't specifically mention it, of course I have been seeing a psychiatrist. On the whole, it's been helpful. 
I can see why no one believes my former life could have been real. But over time, the people in my life have at least accepted that it's real to me, that I'm not bullshitting. That's comforting. As for trying to contact people from my old life, believe me, that's the first thing I tried to do. I remembered exactly where I lived in my previous life. I went there and everything was as I recalled it. The street, the building, the apartment itself, all exactly as I recall. But other people were living there and no one remembered me. I actually got into a certain amount of trouble trying to get to the bottom of this. I went to my firm, and it was the firm that I recall working for, but no one there would acknowledge me. Yet I remembered everyone there, and I can prove it. I mean, I knew things about these people that no one else could have known. The response, to put it mildly, was hostile. Now, I am trying to accept that all of this was caused by some brain problem. But the fact is that no one can explain how I have this knowledge of streets and buildings in a place I've never been, memories of people I've never met, and who say they've never met me, etc. It makes me wonder whether it's everyone else's memory that's distorted. Maybe I remember the way things were before something happened, some sort of shift into another possible world. I'm not saying I know this, but it feels like it might be true. It's also possible that the people who say they doubt me know exactly what happened. They just don't want me to know what they know. Gaslighting. So I can understand that people think this is bullshit. I wish I could dismiss it so easily. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just for the thought experiment, like, let's just go ahead and, like, believe this guy, right? Mm-hmm. His experience is real to mm-hmm. him, at the very least. That is awful that is so scary to not know like am I crazy do I have a brain tumor that I don't know about that I need to get checked out like did I just invent all of this life did I blip into a parallel universe right is everyone is this some giant conspiracy I say hi to the dude in the grocery store and then he like whispers into his walkie-talkie like it's the Truman show that is so crazy and you would feel so paranoid every single day it's actually terrifying yeah because he still remembers his previous life details of his previous life love that he had for these people in his previous life i can't imagine having all of those feelings for a whole other set of family And then also having to realize, oh, like, this is my new family and I have to love them too. And you're almost like grieving the family that you lost, but then you're Mm -hmm. like, can I even grieve them if they never existed? Yeah. And then with the new family, it's like, I don't want to love them. They've replaced my old family, but also maybe the me who was living in this universe before we switched places or whatever really loved these people. So I should love them too. Like, wow. Yeah. It would be so hard living his life. Like... I understand his fear of being like, oh, I could just wake up one day and be in a whole nother yeah. kind of life or go back to my first life. Mm-hmm. And how is someone supposed to cope with that? Whether it's real or not, it's real to him. Do you, okay, do you believe in alternate dimensions? Like the parallel universe theory? Like every decision you could have made spawns another parallel uh, universe where you made that decision? I don't think so. Okay. No, I personally don't. Because when I think about it, okay, let's say this one individual, in one life, he had a family and kids. In the other life, he didn't. Yeah. 
what about those kids now? What's their stories? Are they only confined to one parallel universe? Or are they born through another family? Yeah. Like It just My gets complicated, hurts. right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I personally don't think, for me, there's enough evidence mm. to show that that's a possibility. You know, I read a scientific mm-hmm. art... No. <laughs> I did not read a scientific article. I read like a like a quick and easy version of a scientific article. <laughs> Someone else read the article and wrote it's like, it's an like easily spark readable notes. version for me. <laughs> um, but an article was published by okay. scientists who know science. Um, <laughs> wow, I would expect scientists to know science. It yeah. would be concerning if they didn't. Yeah, an yeah. article was published by them. Uh-huh. Um, I think proving the existence of parallel universes. No way. I, I'm pretty sure. That, I mean, that's very possible. I actually don't, you know what? I don't have much knowledge on this, so I don't have the evidence to say, but it could totally be out there. I'm going to find that article and I'm going to yeah. read it. The actual science. I'm going to read it yeah. for next week. By the actual scientist. By the actual scientist. <laughs> and I will try to give the spark notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like. I've gone from such a skeptic to like such a believer. I feel like more stuff is coming out now every day. The stuff about aliens. Yeah. How like, dude, dude, 10 years ago, if NASA, if the US government came out and was like, yeah, there's been a couple of UFOs, we would have all been like, ah, breaking news, like run in the streets, you know? And now we're just like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. we, we literally got bigger shit to worry about. Yeah, you know, it was, <laughs> it was after COVID. Yeah. It was after COVID. Everyone and was just like, hit us with anything. Literally. Like, the government's like, it's this not feels like us. a good time to tell them about aliens. Yeah. Like, they're all too jaded to care. Yeah. So, like, they're so calculated. Yeah. Like, oh. they know. They oh, know yeah. how to manipulate us. I guess I just, like, nothing feels off the table for me, but... Right. Um, but it does hurt my head thinking about it. Like, that, like, mm. I could have taken this path and there could be like another Emily in another life. I do remember from a quantum physics class I took in college Mm -hmm. that apparently it's like extremely easy for a new universe to be created. That's insane. Like there could be, oh my God, scientists out there, for some reason you're listening to us, uh, please don't judge me for this explanation. <laughs> but I think it was something like a particle could just be on your forehead. Just like a particle, right? There's particles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this one particle on your forehead could just randomly become so excited oh. that it just like meets whatever this threshold is. And just like, boom, a new universe has spawned Big Bang from this particle yeah. on your forehead. But it happened, like once that happened, it just like entered another dimension and you have no idea that, like, your forehead particle spawned another Big Bang in another universe. So that would be interesting, and I could, I mean, I could see that happening. Like, I think that's more believable to me, Mm -hmm. but what is not believable to me is the same people in that universe as this one. Yeah. Personally, I don't don't see that. But you know what? If, If this were true, if there were parallel universes and we were different things in each universe yeah i would be so curious to see what i could have become cockroach different cockroach you know what (laughs) would you still love me if i was a cockroach (laughs) they already know how i feel about the bugs that's true that's true (laughs) so you would keep me you put a little lamp 
oh, in my yeah. little cage oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. feed me. What would you feed me? Salads, babe. That's what they eat. Gourmet. Yeah. They they don't like, they don't eat. A little bit of protein here and there. What's the protein? Your skin cells? Oh my God, no. Ew. <laughs> I want you to be a part of me. <laughs> Why would you say that's ew? No, they Trying eat like. Trying to connect like, to you. No, they eat like uh, protein. Like you can even give them like chickpea protein. Okay. Yeah. But could you feed them meat? Would they eat it? I'm sure they wouldn't say no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My beetles just eat like chickpea protein. You have what? My beetles. You have beetles? Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I All have right. blue death feigning beetles. Their names are blueberry and kumquat. That's sick. I co-parent them. They're not just mine. Okay. They belong to my three, my two office mates and I. They're really cute. That's. I promise. I'll put no, a picture no, no. of them That's in really the video. Cool. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about bugs again. Sorry, no. everyone. Um, we're bugging out <laughs> but that's that's wild that's really interesting it's a really interesting story I definitely want to look more into like the parallel universes and stuff yeah um, but I feel bad for that guy because again no matter what the reason is like could be literally a brain injury that he doesn't remember that's his lived experience and that is scary as hell to live that every day mm-hmm. I don't think I'd handle it as well as he is also no I hope he stays on the same plane like dimension like universe yeah, like, like whatever he's like going he doesn't through. jump into another like, one if it's a mental issue i uh, hope it okay. doesn't change it's gotcha, gotcha. i hope it stays stable for him this time around so yeah. he can just focus on the life that he's living now mm-hmm. yeah that's rough poor that's guy buddy yeah poor guy. all right um well yeah let's keep going with the almost halloween vibes mm-hmm. And get into some ghost-ing stories. How do you feel? I feel good about that. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so this first one is really quick. It's coming from a friend of the pod. And if you ever want to submit listener stories, we have a form. Um, but here we go. My old roommate set me up with a guy that she worked with. I was single at the time and was looking to meet new people, so I agreed. He wasn't that ugly, but definitely not my type. Him and I set up to go on a coffee date at noon on a Sunday, very casual. He told me how excited he was to see me and go out with me because he thought I was so beautiful. Him and I were even chatting every day leading up to that date. The day of the date comes and I get all ready. Hair, makeup, the works. I drive to the coffee place and I'm in the parking lot and I text him, Hey, I'm here. A full five minutes later, he texts to cancel because he's hung over. I fully ghosted him after that, and honestly, I think I'm valid for the ghost. He kept texting me the next day saying something like, I'm so sorry, and I really fucked up, but I wish you the best. And I still didn't respond. (sighs) Do you think she was valid for the ghost? Yeah, of course. I would have, I mean, I think it boils down to just self-respect at the end of the day. And if someone is willing to do that to you on the day you're supposed to meet, text you five minutes beforehand and be like, hey, I'm hungover, he wasn't prioritizing her at all. Yeah, that's that's rough. I think like if he knew that he had this big date the next day that he was really excited about and he's been talking to her and she's so beautiful, like maybe he should have tried not to be hungover or just like 
I don't know, you're hungover, like, okay, make it a funny thing, like, show up to the date in sunglasses and just be like, I had a really rough night, and, like, make a joke out of it and talk. Yes, I agree. Um, And also, you know, they've been talking for a while, yeah, and, like, she already put that energy into him, and for him to just be like, I'm hungover, I'm not coming, five minutes beforehand. Five minutes after? Five minutes after they were My girl was already meet. waiting in the parking oh, lot. yikes. That's like, like, that's so bad. Yeah, that's rough. That sets up a precedent for how he's going to act during yeah. the relationship. Oh, 100%. So, it's a no from me. Yeah. Well, my friend is very happily in a relationship now with not this guy. So, we're happy about that. Mm. Uh, have you ever been ghosted? You know, now that you say it. I have slightly been ghosted. Okay, okay. Okay, so I've been talking to, like, multiple guys, yeah? We love it. Yes, for the past (laughs) couple of months. And um, there's this one guy that I was talking to for about a week and a half. I didn't realize I was ghosted because I had so many other people at the time. (laughs) I was scrolling through my text messages because I wanted to delete threads, you know, because there's stuff. just so many boys so in the many, chat room. cycling out, you know? <laughs> I had my rosters. I was cycling out rosters. Damn. And I was like, what do I have to delete? And then I see him, and I'm like, oh, damn. He just never replied. Mm. And then I deleted his uh, thread, and that was that. Was that. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically a ghost, but it also sounds like you maybe also kind of ghosted him without you know realizing. What? I'm so proud of him for having some self-respect. <laughs> I'm the and problem. Not, I, I was the problem. So good on you. You know who you are. If you ever, if you ever see this. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Shout out to that guy for ghosting you. Damn, you suck. <laughs> yeah. You're a real king. <laughs> you dropped this. <laughs> um, well, I've actually been ghosted like for realsies um so in college I had just gotten out of a long relationship and I was like also in my bachelorette era um and I started talking to this guy on hinge and I was fine I mean I thought he was cute we were talking for maybe a week only on hinge so we weren't texting or anything um and we tentatively set a date so we were like it was Monday and we were like we're gonna meet on Thursday right we had a place I don't think we had a time yet, but it was like, we were definitely going to meet. And then that night, that Monday night, he's like, oh, hey, by the way, you should follow me on Instagram. So we exchange Instagrams. I follow him. He follows me. And I noticed that it said these people also follow him. And it was a friend from high school, this girl who I had classes with, and an old roommate. And I was like, okay, well, like, it's a small world, right? New York City, but I was like, it's a small world. And then I never heard from him again. The next morning, I was like, hey, good morning. Radio silence. A couple days later, he had unfollowed me on Instagram. I was like, weird, okay. A month later, I met up with the friend from high school for coffee, and I mentioned it to her. I was like, hey, you follow this guy on Instagram. And she was like, that happened to me too. And then I went and I looked at his Instagram and all, he had like 10,000 followers and all of them were like girls in their 20s. So he was just trying to meet people to get them to follow him and then unfollowing them and ghosting them. 
I mean, like Olivia Rodrigo said, he's a fame fucker. Literally, a vampire. What a loser. How can you do that? His Instagram <laughs> wasn't even good. It was you know just what? pictures of him and his cat. All right. This is what you should do. <laughs> you should message every single girl on that list and be like, yo, unfollow him, unfollow him. 10,000? <laughs> yeah. That is the kind of personal vendetta that I don't have time for. <laughs> Like, this is a funny story, but like, no, we don't like have make to it a hobby. Revenge. Just make it a hobby. Maybe it's important to his cat to have that many followers. Okay, I don't want to take it away from yeah. his cat. That's a different story, I think. Anyway, hope you're doing okay, dude. And your cat. And your cat. <laughs> no, yeah, your cat. I hope your cat's doing okay. That's the most important <laughs> player in this. Yeah. <laughs> so, this next one is coming from Cora, and the question asked is what is the weirdest incident ever happened to you and this is what someone had to say about it dirty dancing had just come out and was playing at the local drive-in the girl who i was dating parentheses who would later become my ex-wife t he and parentheses said she wanted to see it frankly i heard good things about it and wanted to see it for myself we hopped into the car and headed there we were stopped at a red light the cross street had no traffic When the light turned green, I started forward. Suddenly, my foot jumped from the accelerator to the brake, and we stopped abruptly. My arm instinctively shot out across my future ex-bride to protect her. What did you do that for? She asked, looking both ways. There was no traffic coming. I don't know. I responded honestly. I started to move again. Once more, my foot shot over the brake, and I slammed on the brakes again. Just then... A car came shooting down the street at about 80 miles per hour with a cop car in pursuit. Had we proceeded forward, we would have been hit and possibly killed. We would have never seen him coming until it was too late. To this day, I don't know what possessed me to slam on those brakes. Twice. So, you kind of touched on what your thoughts were about ghosts. Mm -hmm. But what are your thoughts about a higher power? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Are you my therapist? Um Yeah. I hmm. <laughs> I'm like we don't have to get all the way into it, but I'm essentially agnostic, so mm-hmm. like I don't believe in a specific like I can't pick a specific deity that speaks to me, but I do believe that there's something bigger out there. Um like an energy out there. I feel like karma has something to do with it. Um, I don't know, hoping that I'm like putting good things out into the universe and they're coming back. But then I have like prayed, right? Sometimes if I have like a really big test or something, I've definitely just been like, please, I hope this goes well. And like, what is that if not praying? Who am I talking to? Like Mm -hmm. the wall, the test? I'm talking to someone and I'm hoping that they answer. But at the same time, it's, it's just so hard for me to like make that next leap and believe that somebody out there has billions of people to look after and they're going to take care of me in that moment to make sure I do well on the test. Like that is the jump that I have a hard time making. Yeah, that's totally fair. So what would you feel like you would explain this situation by? That's so funny because I'm like, yeah, higher powers are really hard for me to believe in. But then my brain literally goes to, okay, so what if 
him from the future came back and time traveled and like moved the car and got in the time machine and then left yo you know what put him in the right spot we also just talked about like parallel universes yeah right like we can believe in all of that but i know higher power i know i'm like but god (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i don't know i don't know why some of these things are like easier for me to believe than others um maybe I have fear of authority um but if somebody says like I think it's a higher power like I it's as good an explanation as any honestly better than my time traveler no explanation I mean mean, we really like we can all say that we believe in something yeah but we don't really know at the end of the day I believe in God for sure And it's a truth to me. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, do I know with 100% certainty? No, I don't. And it would be arrogant of me to say that I do. We're all just trying our best to make sense of the universe and the particles on our foreheads. The particles, the big bangs, (laughs) (laughs) parallel universes, all of it. I guess it's the fact that he like slammed on the brakes like put his hand out he really he didn't just like tap the brakes like he really was like something's coming we're in danger yeah that's kind of happened to me before yeah one time i was in the car Mm -hmm. with anika anika is our mutual friend and anika was driving and the light turned green so she started driving a little bit and then it turned red so she was like what the fuck like Okay, that didn't work. So we're there, and then a freaking car comes from the other side, and it's driving on the wrong side of the road. And it, like, swerved, but, like, if we had gone, like, if the light had turned green, we would have been on the other side in the path of the car. Maybe they still would have swerved. Like, maybe they swerved because they saw us there, stopped at the light. But that was a moment. And Anika and I, I remember we were literally in the car, and we were like, did that just... Did we just, we would have been hit. Like, we would have been hit by that person. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, all this to say, who knows? Wow. Yeah. I think about the fact that these freak accidents do happen to certain people. Mm -hmm. Like, some people are saved from it. And some people aren't. Yeah. And that kind of fucks me up a little bit, not gonna lie. But I think that's a bigger conversation. Which we might go into on another episode. Maybe, maybe. But for now, I have a comment. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought you said on another episode, the finale. Like <laughs> our last episode before we die. We're like revealing the secrets of death right before we go. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like the finale of our lives. Like, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, okay. 80 years from now, we like revive the podcast. It's oh, been it's off crazy. for 50 years. Yeah. We're just like... We see the light. It's coming. And we have the secrets, which we will reveal. We haunt our own podcast. Yeah. Mm. That would be a vibe. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so ghostly today. <laughs> um, all right. So I have a comment here. Okay. Which I thought was really interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this wrong, too. There is a term for this. Megate no Gokui. It translates to ultra instinct where one's body parts sense danger and move on their own, accordingly. Apparently, this form is almost impossible to master. Good job! Exclamation mark. 
But this comes from Dragon Ball. art yeah i mean it's it's okay yes it's in dragon ball but there is a basis for it Mm. in history okay um where people believed that spirits would enter bodies to protect people from an action or to kill them you know depends spirit demon whatever right 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 Um, right but yeah, that's that's where it comes from. And I think it's an interesting concept since we're diving into spirituality, ghostly things. Yeah. Um it's something to think about. Maybe there's a it, like a good force out there mm. trying to protect you from the bad things. Yeah. That's easier for me. again. Ghosts, I'm like give me your ghost stories. I will take all of them. <laughs> I will believe all of them. Like I after what has happened to me, I have no, n- not one judgmental bone in my body when mm. it comes to the paranormal. Like, I believe all of you because, yeah. So, yeah, all the spirits. For those listening, we're yeah, waving just, our fingers uh, around in the air. I'm itching. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. <laughs> I'm telling you, hence the itch merch. Yeah, no, I'm telling that that has to be a thing. Yeah. Once we She's hit just so itchy. <laughs> it's still happening, man. <laughs> it's those mosquitoes. Those mosquitoes. I'm actually allergic to mosquitoes. Are you really? I think are we not all allergic to mosquitoes? Okay, yeah. We're all like slightly yeah. allergic to their protein, but yeah. some people have it worse than others. Uh, it's called skeeter syndrome. Yeah, you would have skeeter syndrome. <laughs> you would have that. <laughs> Right, and we're back to bugs again. Yeah. We should have just actually been bed bugs and like called Honestly. it a day. Like, Honestly. There's more bug content than anything you else know, on here. I think we felt it the moment we picked our names that yeah. this was it for us. Yeah. We would be talking about bugs a lot because in a we're... Bed. Yeah, in a, in a bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um, should I do another bug one? No. <laughs> next time, next time. One a week. All right. The bug of the week. Um, okay, this is coming from Reddit. Um, not a core girly like you. This is from... Not everyone can be. I know, I'm sorry. This is coming from r slash am I the asshole. It was posted three years ago. It says, am I the asshole for letting my girlfriend's friend walk into Poison Oak? Me and my girlfriend were going on a camping trip ourselves for four days. It was going to be great. We were going to be hiking, rent a boat, spend some time relaxing. I'm a huge wilderness enthusiast, and I know a ton about nature, so I always point out things I see along the trail to my girlfriend, and she loves when I do. Tracks by animals, birds, different plants and trees, berries that are safe to eat, that kind of stuff. I was a park ranger at a campground a few hundred miles north of our location before meeting her, so I knew a ton and I love sharing. Her friend invited herself on our camping trip. I don't know how they're friends, but I abhor her friend. She always seems to target me and try to turn my girlfriend against me. We've been in a healthy relationship for years now, and I don't want that to end. 
The most annoying thing that her friend Rachel does is accuse me of mansplaining every time I point something out. No matter what it is, every time I try to show them something, Rachel tells me to quit mansplaining to her. I don't know why my girlfriend hasn't said anything about this, but she's never said a word when Rachel tells me this. We talked in private when Rachel was taking a shower at the bathrooms. I asked her if she has a problem with me pointing things out, and she said no. I asked her if she thinks it's annoying that I always talk about plants and birds, and she told me that it gets her going. On the second day of the trip, we went on a hike. I saw Rachel was getting really close to a huge vine of poison oak near a fir. I decided not to say anything and just put my arm in front of my girlfriend's stomach and held her back. Lo and behold, Rachel was climbing near a huge vine of poison oak to get to a damn river. My girlfriend wanted to join her. I told her that there was a vine of poison oak and she immediately got pressed at me for not saying something to Rachel. She yelled at her friend to come back and told her what happened. She blew up at me. I retorted by reminding her that every time I tried to point anything out, she told me to stop talking. So I decided not to point anything out. They both stormed off down the trail. I decided to continue the hike since we were about a mile away from the summit. By the time I had reached the bottom, Rachel and my girlfriend were at the camp. Rachel had tears in her eyes and was talking to one of the rangers. Her arm was red all down from her wrist to her armpit. There were little blisters all around her forearm and it looked painful as hell. Rachel accused me of baiting her into the poison oak. I just walked away. We had to pack and head home. Rachel was itching and complaining the entire ride home, which was pretty damn long. I bought her calamine lotion and cold compress. Didn't help her attitude. I felt like my actions at the time were justifiable, but now I'm starting to question it. What do you guys think? Am I the asshole? Yes. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Say more. Why? Why is he the asshole? I mean, all right. You didn't like the girl and she was a little bit weird with you, but like letting her get hurt yeah. because of that is not an excuse. It's not cool. No. no. I think you can tell from all the bug content, but I get really excited about things and I love telling people like, oh my God, it's that tree and it's that bird. Like, I get it, dude. And I've had people honestly be annoyed by it. I also have people in my life who know me and they love me for me and they love that about me. And so great. And it sounds like your girlfriend loves that about you, gets turned on by it. Listen, we're here for that. Um, so like, I get it that it's annoying. You're excited to spend time with your girlfriend and every time you're like, oh, that's a gross beak flying by, Rachel's like, oh my God, would you stop mansplaining? Like, okay, Rachel, let him enjoy the birds. But no matter how annoyed you are at Rachel, there is no excuse to let her hurt herself. Yeah, like you saw it coming. You saw it coming and you were like, I'm just going to let her walk into poison ivy and have these terrible rashes and be uncomfortable for the whole time. Come on. What's the worst thing that that. would have happened to you if you had stopped her? She would have said, ugh, you're mansplaining to me again. And she would have either not gone into the poison oak and you would have been like, okay, I saved her. She didn't respect that. Like how annoying, whatever. Gone on with your day. Or she would have said, ugh, stop mansplaining to me. 
gun to the bush anyway. And then you know what? That's entirely on her. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. At that point, like, and you then, tried your best. Exactly. <laughs> and in that case, you can kind of revel in the glory of it happening. Just a little, <laughs> like, you way. actually tried. Yeah. But this way, you can't because you were directly responsible for her. Yeah. You knew. You Walking were, you've that. also been yeah. a ranger. Yeah. Your whole job was to teach people to not hurt nature and not hurt themselves in nature. Yeah. And you didn't do that. Yeah. What do you think the girlfriend's responsibility here is? Like, do you think the girlfriend should be on Rachel's side, on her boyfriend's side? Well, I think she has to address both. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, in that specific situation, definitely her friend's side. Mm -hmm. If I was in that situation, I would take my friend's side. Yeah. And be like, it doesn't matter what she said to you or how she annoyed you. It doesn't warrant you letting her get hurt. Agreed. Yeah. But on the other end, Mm -hmm. on the flip side, like, he has some valid concerns. You know, he's clearly uncomfortable. And he's not happy with the way her friend is treating him. So she should also address that at another time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think, like, prior to the Poison Oak incident, Mm -hmm. he was certainly, like, I think he had the higher ground. And I think his girlfriend probably should have, like, said something to Rachel, like, hey, you're my best friend. This is my partner. I'm noticing that you're kind of not treating him great. Like, do you have any concerns? Because maybe, I don't know, maybe boyfriend is like being weird to Rachel behind the scenes and girlfriend doesn't know that. That's valid and that happens, right? The girlfriend should talk to Rachel and say, yeah, I value your opinion, but also like, this is my partner. So maybe don't do that because he's really excited to be here. Right. Um, But once you've let this girl stumble into Poison Oak, you are well on the path to villainy, my friend. Yeah, all bets are off. You you have taken the deep dive, you're down in hell, and you can't be like, hey guys, am I the asshole? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You're the asshole. Sorry, not sorry, yeah. You are. Yeah. It's not cool. But yeah, please... Before you go camping, though, do just, like, Google poisonous plants in the area where you're camping. Um, And if you have done your due due diligence, don't let anyone else get hurt, please. Yes. That's all I have to say about that. Be nice, please. Be nice, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm actually going to go ahead and read you something, if you want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So this one is also from Cora, and it's answering the question, what is the creepiest thing that has ever happened to you? Mm. It was 1977. I had taken time off work to have a baby and stay home with her, but I still needed an income. So my mother had hired my younger sister and me to do the dirty, back-breaking work in her shop while she took care of her first infant granddaughter. One summer day, a nice-looking young man came into the store and started talking to my sister, who was 17 at the time. He introduced himself as Ted Smith, and we laughed and said we must be related, as mom's maiden name was Smith also. He chatted both of us up, but focused on sis for the most part. He purchased an armoire, but said he'd have to go get his truck, since at the moment he was driving his VW Bug, an old VW Bug. He then asked my sister and me if we wanted to go out to dinner that night with him. We were sweaty and dirty from work, I had a baby to take care of, and Sis already had a boyfriend. So we said thanks, but no thanks, Ted. 
He asked me to ride with him to get his truck so he could drop his bug off at the auto shop for repairs. But by that point, I had to get home to my infant, right away, because I was still nursing her. However, he wouldn't give up trying to get one or both of us away from the shop. He said he could come back about 10 that evening for his armoire and asked whether one or both of us would be there. We replied, no, we close the shop at 6 and we both have places to be tonight. He was persistent. How about tomorrow night? No, we close at 6. He asked whether one of us could meet him early in the morning, like at 5.30 a.m., but neither of us wanted to. He was getting to be a bit creepy, and Sis and I were eye-rolling at each other. Eventually, he said he was sorry, but he couldn't buy the armoire if we couldn't be flexible. We hated to give up the sale, but after he had been there for two hours, we thought he was just looking and taking up our time. We still had a lot of work to do on the furniture that had just arrived in the shop. Finally, we just wanted to finish our work and go home. At 6 p.m., as we were leaving, his VW Bug was parked outside, and he asked us whether we want to go for coffee. He especially wanted my sister to go. We said, thanks, Ted, but no thanks. Like we said earlier, we have plans. But he continued to be insistent. Finally, I said, sis, let's go. I'll take you home. So he drove off in his bug, and we really didn't think of it again. Until the next year, when this picture appeared in the paper. Ted Bundy. It still sends chills up my spine writing this, and Sis and I talk about it occasionally. We were two lucky young women that day. If either of us had agreed to go, we would have been raped and murdered like the at least 30 other women Bundy kidnapped. Oh my god. I should have seen it coming from the Ted. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. Oh, that talk about okay, we were just talking about higher power and near misses. Ooh, finding out that you were being hit on by Ted Bundy. Yeah. And I just wanna know if a guy is that insistent yeah. on getting to hang out with you, it is not cute, it's not chivalrous, it's creepy. Don't do it. Well, and I've also been in situations, like, so many situations where you know the guy's being creepy. Like, you're not like, oh, maybe he's just, like, you fully are aware he's being creepy. But you have all these thoughts racing through your mind of, like, how do I get out of here? Because if I don't smile and mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I just say, like, literally, you know what, sir, I don't want to talk to you right now. Is he going to get mad at me? Mm -hmm. What are the consequences of that? But also, if I just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, smile, what if he thinks I'm interested? What are the consequences of that? Mm -hmm. We can't That's win. so scary. No. We can't win either way. It's such a delicate situation because men kill women all the time yeah. for no reason. Or because they felt rejected in yeah. the slightest way possible. So it's scary just to say no. That's what I'm saying. Like, scary to say no, scary to say yes, scary to smile, scary to not smile. Like, yeah. do I have resting bitch face? Am I too polite? Like, I know I, I come across as, like, really polite all the time. So, like, when someone asks me for help or has a question, I'm always like, yeah, like, let me help you out. And I just, like, that's my default setting is to just, like, smile at everyone. Mm -hmm. But there is that fear of, like, okay, now that I 
led with being inviting, now that I led with smiling, how do I turn it off? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that is so scary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he was just like, his persistence is what really is terrifying. Because at any one moment, they could have been like, oh, why not? Oh my you gosh. Know? Like, let me go to coffee with him. Like, that's not going to hurt. There was this one time, I think I was like 16, mm-hmm. and I went to a nursery with my mom, like a flower nursery, mm-hmm. plant nursery, and we were like going around the nursery looking for stuff, and I had separated from my mom because I was like looking at plants that I was interested in. She was looking at like manure or whatever, uh, <laughs> and, like, manure. and she was looking at manure, <laughs> um, but yeah, we were like in separate parts of the store. And this, like, older man approaches me, which was so random, and he just goes, hey, I have a buddy, Taylor, Taylor Lautner. He told me to tell you that you're really beautiful. So I guess he'd, like, heard of Twilight and was just like, this is what's going to get the young girls interested in talking to me. Like, what? And I remember just being like, oh, (laughs) okay, thank you. And, like, trying to, like, having that exact same battle in my head of like if I walk away right now he's gonna think that I'm walking away because I'm creeped out by him and he's gonna think I'm rejecting him and then he's gonna spiral 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 so he's like let me just slightly turn my back so I show that I'm not interested and slightly inch away but not fully walk away but not keep engaging yeah he was in a wheelchair and so he's like wheeling like like zips past me it was like a motorized wheelchair Mm -hmm. he zips past me kind of quickly and I had my back turned so I thought he was gone and then he zips by again, and he goes, ooh, legs. Because I was wearing, like, shorts oh and wedges. Wedges had a hold on us at that time. And he's like, legs. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, Taylor Lautner likes those legs. And I was literally 16. So I was like, thank you. And I went and found my mom. And I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her because, again, I was like, I don't know if, like, if she's going to be like, you're not... Like, taking, like, it's just a nice old man. I don't think my mom would actually do that now. But at the time, I was like, maybe I'm being, I'm exaggerating. So, and then I remember we were in the checkout line. And I hear, hey, legs, from behind. And my mom was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. He was just calling someone else. But, like, the fact that I still remember that. And I'm like, what would that man have done, like, if I had just stayed there? An actual pedophile, too. So scary. so disturbing. Yeah. I feel like. We all have, as women, those mm. kind of experiences. And it's so commonplace for us when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, where's the tact? Where's, like, the controlling your desires and moving on without having to say shit like that to women? No, but it's it's our fault, right? Like, I it's, shouldn't have course, worn shorts and wedges. Course, of course. It's always our fault. <laughs> it's always our fault. That's, uh, that's, that was sarcasm. I hope that's abundantly clear. Um, yeah, no. It's because we dress too provocatively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We tempt them too much. Gosh. It's gross. Yeah. Wow. No, but I, I can't imagine truly being hit on some, by somebody who you know is creepy and then a year later finding out that that was Ted Bundy. I mean, I would be really grateful, but also oh, terrified yeah. for the rest of my life because... Yeah. Any random person can just come up to you and be it's a freaking Ted Bundy. Anytime a, a man is killer. nice to me, yeah. even like actually nice to me after yeah. that, I'm like, okay, but is he Ted Bundy? Right. Secretly. Right. Like, oof. No, that would do a number on it's terrifying. me. Wow. I can't imagine. Oh, all right. 
Um, okay, I've got a really fun one here. It's coming from Reddit from r slash am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for throwing away my boyfriend's potentially illegal yogurt collection? Okay. I'm a 29-year-old female and my boyfriend is a 30-year-old male. We've been living together for two years in a little studio in a very expensive big U.S. city. My boyfriend grew up rurally with lots of space, enough to collect all kinds of things. He collected action figures and video games and all the normal kid stuff when he was young. But as he grew older, he became interested in more unusual things. As a teen, he had eight guinea pigs of different types from different breeders. Since Tide Pods were released seven years ago, he's saved one of every kind of Tide Pod. He's got a big box of an international variety of electric insulators, those little ceramic hats that power lines wrap around on power poles. He's not a hoarder. He's usually neat, just used to having lots of space for his bizarro collections. At his parents' ranch, he has two big rooms full of containers of weird and impressive things. He's recently become interested in yogurt. He's always hated dairy products until about a year ago. He not just started drinking milk and sharing ice cream with me, but he's found a love for yogurts. So he now collects them, of course. The problem is that they're perishable. So until earlier today, our little 550 square foot studio contained 2,100 cups of yogurt. It comes in lots of varieties, different types, flavors, textures, containers, made by different companies in different countries. This is like crack to my boyfriend. So he tried to pretty much save a sample of everything he could find. He filled our fridge, bought a new fridge, and then filled another tiny bedside fridge. He said he didn't want to walk to the fridge at night, but it was obviously a ruse to get more yogurt space. These fridges all filled up with his yogurts, and if you keep them for long, they smell bad. Sometimes the packaging breaks. So our apartment was smelling like rotten milk for the last two weeks, and my boyfriend's attitude was, oh, it's fine, and just deal with it for a little longer until I pulled the plug and threw it all out this morning. I was looking at my groceries, which I had to put beside the fridge because there was no space, and everything smelled like death, and then I kind of snapped and threw it all away. My boyfriend is understandably upset. We've been arguing about whether I crossed a line by throwing away his stuff, and he's especially upset because he, of course, had rare yogurts that were hard to find. In particular, he had some Cuban and Iranian yogurts that you can't get in the U.S. But I know that we have trade sanctions against Iran and Cuba, so I don't know if it was even legal for him to have them. I asked where he got his Iranian yogurt, but he kept insisting, the Iranian yogurt is not the issue here, and that the real issue was me throwing out his precious yogurts without his permission. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. <laughs> He has a point. The Iranian yogurt was not the issue. That's probably the only thing that wasn't the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, though. Damn. Um, I think he's adorable, first of all, for, like, collecting a bunch of random shit. But the yogurt is just too far. It's too far. Because uh, it's perishable, like you said. And, like... Like, smelling up the whole apartment for your collection of yogurts. 
and just being like, oh, it's not a big deal when your partner's like, yo, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> um, it's sweet, though, because, like, you could tell she really loves him. Like, this is not one of the ones where I'm like, break up. Like, yeah. you can tell she really loves him. Yeah. She's like... He has an impressive collection. Or, I'm just worried about the trade sanctions. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, there's some serious issues here, but I love that you love each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that is... Like, okay, what would you do? What would you do if your husband was like, this is really important to me? Any other collection uh-huh. of non-perishable items mm. like we can deal with. Like, I love collecting that's so cool like it is so attractive to be with someone who's passionate about something yeah whether that's like their startup mm, it's actually not that attractive or, <laughs> <laughs> not the tech bro not trauma. the tech bro I don't know why that's the first one that popped into my head um but or like their little bottle cap collection yeah. you know like I love passion that's yeah. attractive that's yeah. sweet that's adorable but this is a health problem like this is a sanitation problem like you're going to get bugs like you're going to have an infestation yeah and you just can't live like that I think I would talk to him though that's the only place that she went wrong because in the simple act of it's like the guy with the poison oak right Mm -hmm. he was in the right and then he just yeah like just totally became the villain in one act that's true like she is so right for not wanting her space invaded by stinky yogurt but like at least talk to him once and just say like hey this has gone too far we have three refrigerators dedicated to yogurt i can't put my food anywhere because of the yogurt it smells like is this legal yeah right talk to him yeah even even if it has to be a harsh conversation of like babe I think the yogurt's got to go. Like, I'm going to pull the plug on the yogurt. But just tell him. Because now that you've done that without talking to him, like, you will always have been the villain for that. It's going to be so much harder for him to now see what he did wrong in that situation. I agree. But it also seems like she had conversations with him about it. No? Like, there's no way she didn't... There's, there's also just, like, no way she didn't mention it and be like, hey, this is too much. Yeah, it says that they've talked about it for a little bit. Like, just deal with it a little while longer. She threw it away. She snapped. And then it sounds like they've been arguing since she threw it away. Like, we've been arguing about whether I crossed a line by throwing away his stuff. So... I don't know. I guess I, I thought that maybe she didn't talk to him that much beforehand. Okay, so... If she did, bit. yeah. No, you do get to a point where if they were having conversations every day of like, babe, the yogurt's gotta go, the yogurt's gotta go. Like, it's the yogurt or me. Then, yeah. It's the yogurt, it's yogurt or me. <laughs> what like, a hard decision, you know? <laughs> pull the plug. Pull the plug. I get it. I do. So a lot of the comments actually do kind of dive into the mental health side of things. Um... So someone says, not the asshole. This isn't about yogurt at all, whether it came from Iran or the moon. From what you describe, your boyfriend does have hoarding tendencies. Help him get the help he needs. Mental health professionals can help address the hoarding tendencies and any additional underlying issues that may be at play. I have to agree with that. It is a hoarding issue, and I know she doesn't want to see it that way because that's her boyfriend, but... 
It mm. is. It's just repackaged. I mean, you can be like incredibly organized in the way that you keep your hoard. I mean, you're holding on to all of those things for a reason. Like it makes sense to you. I think that Gosh, that hoarder show on TLC really did a number oh on us gosh. as a society. Like, we just have this yeah. perception that, like, hoarding is always dirty and it's always, like, just these, like, nonsensical piles of trash. And it it can be. That's true. Um, but there's definitely, it definitely sounds like there's underlying mental health issues at play in this yeah. as well, even though it's, like, organized collections. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like, have you ever seen Kim Kardashian's um, she has like a warehouse full of Kanye's clothing huh. that dropped. It's so much. Yeah. And she's saying that she's saving it for her kids. And like, they are not gonna care about that. It's too much to yeah. care about, you know? Do you think it's hoarding if you're rich? If you're rich though? <laughs> it's, still, it's still hoarding, yeah. Just because you have more space yeah. for it doesn't take away from the fact that it's hoarding. That That's going off of what you just said. Yeah. The fact that some hoarders can organize better and have specific spaces yeah. for these things. Yeah. A rich person just has more space to hoard. Yeah. I guess I wonder, like, I would love to read the DSM-5, like, classification of, like, what hoarding is. But yeah. I wonder how much of the categorization of that goes into, like, how much it affects your life. That's uh, the reason I said that, like, can hoarders be rich? Just because, obviously they can. Like, mm-hmm. obviously they can. Yeah. It's not a... Uh, category that is based on socioeconomic background but just like it would it will never affect even if she is a hoarder like it will never affect her life in the way that it would somebody in a 550 square foot apartment that's very very so like I guess I wonder if she were living in a small apartment would she still keep those things or would she be able to let go of them oh I see what you're saying and then I think we would have the answer okay that's a good point that's a good point Mm mm-hmm I changed my stance. <laughs> I'm not one to defend Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, you know, give her a bad rep, but here you are. I mean, she she can get it for other reasons. That's true. There's many reasons. <laughs> she can have it for other reasons for sure. <laughs> so this next one is from Cora, and it's answering the question, what is the most weird thing you have ever experienced? Mm. This happened a couple years ago. I have been using an ATM card for several years. I have an easy PIN number that doesn't take any effort to remember. I have used this card countless times to withdraw money. That day, I went to the ATM counter, slipped the card in, and I was about to press the PIN numbers when I realized that my mind had gone blank. I could not remember a number that I had been using for years. I pulled the card out, went outside, took a few deep breaths and let others standing in the line use the machine. It was so embarrassing for me as I struggled to enter the number. The man behind me was probably already suspecting something fishy. I couldn't bear to look at his face. I was already sweating with nervousness, which he was probably interpreting as a sign of guilt. After the benefits of a few moments of breathing, fresh air outside the booth, I tried to be calm and try once again. The man behind me earlier had completed his transaction, and as he was going out, gave me a terribly suspicious look, probably promising himself to remember my face when the police contacted him, and he can give a detailed report on my odd behavior that looked like a man using somebody else's card to draw money. It was no use. I still could not remember the number. My mind had gone completely blank. In panic, I called my wife. I asked, what's my ATM PIN number? 
She got even more confused and wondered why I was asking. How do I know? It's your card. When I described my situation, she got concerned, opened her diary where she keeps a record, and called me back and told me of the unfamiliar number. My frustration with myself was complete when she offered to tell me the house address, too, in case I had forgotten. <laughs> to this day, I haven't understood why at that critical moment I forgot this number, which was second nature to me. This experience of mine was just a few days after a widely reported incident in Bangalore, where an elderly man went out and just could not remember his address and was lost for a couple of days before his family found him with police. The only weirder experience I can have than this is to forget what my initials are that I always sign off with. Ooh. Has something like that ever happened to you? Absolutely. This exact situation has happened to me. I had one debit card with me and I was getting groceries. I checked all of my items out and I was trying to pay with my card. It was my debit card, right? Mm. So I had to put in my PIN number. And for the life of me, I could not remember it. Really? And this was a card that I used every day at that time, like years ago. It was all I had. Yeah. Right? So I had to take all those groceries back and put them it was so embarrassing for me. Uh, right, because they're totally thinking it's not your card. Exactly. Like, like the cashier is looking at me, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave all of these groceries with the cashier now. Like, that's, that's going to be messed up. I have to go back and put it back. It was just such an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. And I had to go home and really think about it. I still couldn't figure it out until the next day when it just, like, popped back into my mind. That's so random. Yeah. Is it just like a fold, like a wrinkle in your brain that just like smooths out like randomly? Just like... I mean, I have a lot of those, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But like you just like all of a sudden like this critical information just like disappears. That's what I'm saying. so weird. And that's so scary to me because that's not the first time it's happened. It's happened a couple of times with other like different things. And I'm like, what if I'm in some really demanding career? Yeah. That depends on me remembering basics about my career, and I just forget it. Like, dude, imagine I'm a surgeon, I'm a brain surgeon, and in the middle of this brain surgery, I'm like, um, Ooh. I forgot, I forgot what this vein does. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the red wire or the green wire? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly though. Wow. Okay. I've never forgotten a pin number or, like, a locker combo, although I have plenty of friends who have. Like, I've definitely been with a friend who was like, oh, yeah, let me just check this thing on the, on my phone. And they're like, what's my pin? What's my pin? Like, that's totally, I've seen that happen to people, like, yeah. in action. I've never forgotten a number like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did forget how to braid my hair. What? Like, okay. I used to braid my hair all the time, like at least once a week for like years of my life. Like I braided my hair all the time, like before bed and stuff. Yeah. And then one day I remember I had to go out, like I was going out to a concert or something. So I wanted to braid my hair. I wanted to do like two French braids. I do both sides. This side came out super cute. The other side like had a little like wrinkle in it. Like it just wasn't perfect. So I was like, okay, no problem. Let me just undo this side. And redo it. Mm -hmm. I undo it. And I start again. And I'm... I like... uh, uh, Like I can't get it started. 
I was like, what the heck? My fingers were like tangling with, with each other. I couldn't figure Wait, it did out. did you completely unbraid it? I completely unbraided it. Wow. So it wasn't even like I was trying to start halfway yeah, yeah, yeah. and not find it. Because that right. could be confusing sometimes. I completely unbraided it. And I was like, Dang. what? I couldn't, I couldn't get it. It was just like a blob on top of my head. So I was like, what? And then I completely undid both of them because I was like, I'm not going out with one braid. Yeah. I have five minutes before I have to leave. So I was like, whatever. Like, I'm tired. I'm going to try again tomorrow. After that, I could not braid my hair again for like two or three months. I literally couldn't. I would sit in front of the, this happened like a year ago. This isn't even that long ago. I would sit in front of the mirror like crisscross applesauce and be like, okay, this one goes over this one. Nope, French braids aren't working. We'll try Dutch. I remembered like the names and the techniques. And I just couldn't. My fingers were like, no, I can't do it. Yo, that's so weird because it's muscle memory. No, that's what I'm saying. Right? It's so dumb. Oh, I guess the pin is also muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't yeah, even remember yeah. the number. Because you're remembering the places where you're... Yeah. Damn. It was crazy, though. And I just, like, gave up on it for, like... Like, I tried... I remember, like, once a week, I'd be like, should I try braiding again? And I would get so frustrated. And I wouldn't do it. And then, like, I gave up for a little while. And then after that, I tried again. I think I was actually... No, that was someone else. <laughs> wow. It wasn't with you. First of all, I am unique. I am irreplaceable. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Um, but I was like at a friend's house getting ready to go out. And I was like, let me just try. And I did it. And I got the braid. And I was really happy. Okay, I'm and Since glad. then, we can braid again. And then and since then, every time I braid my hair, I like look in the mirror and I take a deep breath. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got this. Like it's like a trauma thing now. <laughs> yeah, so that's I'm it's dead. so weird. Yeah, I don't know why we just forget things I like that. I don't know. I thought I was the only one, so mm. it would really frustrate me. I was like, "Am I just stupid? Am I just dumb? Like I can't get <laughs> okay, okay." <laughs> I have my moment. Yes, we all do. We all do. We all do. <laughs> At least you didn't forget how to braid. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're so good. That, that's a whole nother... No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Like, yeah. I forget, it's a pin number... A pin braiding for three months, though. <laughs> oh, damn. She's like, I'm not judging you, but damn, girl, that was bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, it's fine. Yeah. We're just girls. We're just girls. We're just trying our best. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> All right, lovey. So that wraps up our episode for tonight. Um, tune in, though, for next time because we're going to be talking about the ghostly, scary, ghastly stories. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Spooks, spooks. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Uh, if you don't like scary stories, listen anyway. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you do, because we'll make it fun bed. for you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but with that, let's tuck them in. Yeah, let's tuck y'all in. Let's tuck y'all into bed. Uh, have a great night. And don't let the bed buds bite. Don't let the bed buds bite. (laughs) Bye, y'all.